Also send you to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. You get your first keyword of the day at 9 o'clock this morning. Fantone, I did something yesterday. Okay. So I, I got off the air, and okay. I had I had plans to have lunch with one of the salespeople. Okay. And so I said, well, where do you want to go? What would you like to have? And she said, well, you know, Raisin Cane's is having their, their grand opening today. This had been yesterday. Well, of course, everyone knows that. They've been advertising with WRQK. So they have. They, they pretty know, heavily. You know, of course we know that it opened yesterday. They had bought a ton of ads with us. Uh, at least it sounded that way to me. And um, so I said, okay, you, it's, we both have had it before. We both like it. So I was like, yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Let's go. So I went over there, and it was about, I don't know, quarter to one when I got there. And the line was still like wrapped around the building twice. I believe it. The dude, the drive-through line had two different lanes backed out all the way to the street. I believe it. It I and so like I couldn't figure it out. As a person who's had it, I find it to be delicious. I knew it was something I would want to go get. But I asked a ton of people in the line, I said, Have you ever had this? And they said, No. And I felt like that was strange. Did you I'm wait not, in line for something you never had before? I, I'm not sure I would wait in line for something I never had. Uh, the allure of something new, I think, is very real for people that like, oh, it's new and I get to have it before other people. I think a lot of people knew it was day one. I think it's had a lot of hype behind it, too. I mean, it'll like, be Instagram worthy. Well, between I mean, like, I mean, you know, running a, a very heavy, heavy advertising campaign, a very, did, a yeah. very big word of mouth campaign right now. I think, you know, I think they're what do I want to say kind of succeeding in what the, what their goal was in the sense of like, yo, we're coming in here. We want to take over this market. We want to be the champion chicken place and uh you know day one uh, you know i'm sure there was you know a little bit of like hey guys it's day one sorry there's a line out the block like it's right. gonna take you a second but like no that- i talked to some of the people who worked for raising canes and i said is this normal and they said, oh, yeah, when we move into a new market, this is what happens. I, I'm sure, you know, I mean, like when Melt opened up, I mean, Melt was like, I mean, that dude, for the first six months, it was like it was hard, hard to walk in there. OK, again, I thought about them, right? Because I was like, I know this is going to be the pushback, but maybe this isn't that much different. But to me, I was like, well, I mean, dude, if you've been to an Indians game or you've been to like, you know, a Cavs game, maybe you swing by Lakewood and you've had it. It's been on the Food Network. So maybe you've seen it. You've heard your friends who live in Cleveland talk about it. Now it opens up right down the street from you like, okay, I got to try this. Where it's like legitimately, here's a a chain. And I'm not knocking chains. I love them. But like, if you've never had it, just, I I mean, something, dude, they're doing something right is, is essentially the point of telling you this. Is because, dude, if you can get people lined up around the block over something they've never had they have no frame of reference to know outside of like somebody like me who was like yeah it's delicious right did dude like that's impressive to bring that many people to your yard all you gotta do is advertise on rock 1069 the stansbury show man put some commercials on <laughs> it we'll, works. Get, we'll sell your products it baby works. how was that chicken yesterday delicious it was good i'm man. very excited friday from two to four i will be there uh broadcasting live doing the radio thing all right come spin the prize wheel nice kid Something rock like tickets that. right? yeah kid rock tickets i'll have and uh you know and, and then a bunch of chicken i'll have as well yeah, absolutely it's really good you've never had it right no 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 no, no. this will be my first time here friday um, two to four the sauce yeah is like I don't know what's in it. I don't know what it is. I'm sure you could find it's the secret, recipe, I but no, I, no, I, I, but anybody. it is. There's something about it really? that is so good, so good. Make sure you have enough of it. You're gonna want to put some of your fries in okay, it. Okay, get a little extra there. You're also gonna want to dip some of the bread in it. Well, some of the box combos will come with more than one cup of it. All right. But I, you know, I'll have to double it up anyway. You know, if you're, if you're telling me I extra got sauce, the, I'll say extra sauce. I got the four finger box combo four yesterday. Fingers, five fingers. No, it's four. And it was. 
delicious. Right. It was it. so good. I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, the coleslaw is really good. Phantom <laughs> will be there Friday from uh, from two to four. He'll get you hooked up with some Kid Rock tickets. All right. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more into this at 7 o'clock. Right. But I just kind of have to get this, I don't know, off my chest a little bit right now. Right. We all know about um, the tragedy that happened at Jackson Middle School yesterday. The misinformation that I saw on Twitter yesterday and the comment sections, like Keith Kennedy was the one that kind of pointed me to. He's like, dude, have you seen this? And like I started like, and I was like, nah, dude, I've been only paying attention to actual news stories on this. I've been staying away from comment sections because I knew it with it being local was going to make me want to tear my hair out. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, the last thing you want to do is get a false idea in your mind. And then it's like, you know, I have no idea if this is true or not. Next thing on the radio, you're like, well, was this true or was it not true? I mean, and people it- had the kid having a bomb and like all kind of other stuff. Right. And, and again, we'll get more into that at seven o'clock. Another one of these issues though, that uh, why I want to bring it up now is, and maybe this is me making too much of this. And honestly, it's why I want to raise it. Cause I want to know if, if that's what's happening or not. But I see all these news stations who were all like, we're outside live at the Jackson Middle School today. We're still here live. And it's right. like, well, for what, though? Like, we know what happened. You, you're, not, you're not going to get any new information. Like, so are you out there just doing stand-ups in front of the school over sensationalism? Like, are we getting to see a little bit of what, how the media, like, makes this like a television show versus information? Um, I'm trying to think of what the value of being there today is. And in the sense of like, I it feels I, creepy to I, me. I, I, I get it like immediately after you go. That's breaking news. Yeah. But like you're immediately after you're going, you knowing that like you're going there to talk to parents, you're going there to get the reaction from people. Isn't that reaction still valid this morning? Like, hey, this happened yesterday. You're bringing your kid here to school today. <sighs> well, maybe honestly, and this flies in the face of me, you know, questioning what they're doing but maybe even more valid today after you've gone home you've slept on it you thought about it maybe your opinion on it and and how you feel about it is actually better than it was yesterday but i mean if you really want to paint the whole picture i think you know your immediate reaction your semi-immediate reaction like the next day and then your big reaction six months from now how do you feel about all this fair but are they talking to the same people today that they did yesterday um, I you know yeah, I bet not. Yeah, but I mean, I think there's at least somewhat of like, all right, well, a, a, a feel of the community as a whole, not exactly what you your one individual opinion is, but like, hey, how do parents feel the next day about this? Do you feel comfortable sending your kid to school? You know, because I, I can certainly understand why you wouldn't. Well, I mean, you yeah, know. all Jackson School is back open today. Um, you know, business as usual. And, and now that's me cutting like, hey, here's here's how I can find logic in this. I, I is, is somebody just standing out in front of that school? Right Right now, because it's the thing. Yeah, I mean, for sure, there's, there's there's a point there. This is how it's coming off to me. We get that people here locally are engaged in this, and so instead of, I don't, I don't want to critique how other people are doing their jobs. God knows, I fall down on mine a lot. I, but it feels to me like, wow. Well, Instead of doing something else, just get your ass back out there. We'll put the camera up there. It'll say Jackson Middle School behind you, and everybody will know they should care about it. feels very much like we're putting on a TV show now. But, but I mean, is that necessarily wrong that the news is trying to uh, drive home how important a local story is of school shooting? <sighs> You know what I mean? Like, is is I, I, I don't I don't see a man big, when you frame it like that. It's a hard it's hard for me to argue. It. I don't see a big fault with that. Of like, oh boy, they're really exploiting. One, I mean, like, it just doesn't feel to me like you're out there for for my interests 
or for the interest of the community. It does scream to me when you're out there this morning before the buses are even rolling out to go pick up students. It feels to me like, oh, okay, you know that this is essentially impossible to turn off. Well, they were going to have this. They were going to have this story continued into today. For anyway. sure, you'd have to. We're so, going to do it ten times today. So if instead of instead of being live there with like the reporter standing there in a microphone, if it was just her standing there with a microphone in the studio and then the, on the green screen there was B roll rolling from yesterday, would it be any less exploitive? I mean. <sighs> I don't know why, but my answer is yes. I have no logical reason yeah, why it's yes. I really don't. And and I, <laughs> what a weak argument, I know. But to me, it feels like we know what we're doing, and we're just going to do it this now, way. There, and so it made me think about how this stuff is consumed nationally with, like, Parkland and Sandy Hook and, right. like, all these things. Right? And so it's like, I well, now when you're seeing it on a local level, it's like, why are we still standing in front of the school? Oh, that's right. We're in the ratings game. And that's and now maybe that's too simplistic and maybe it's too pessimistic. And I would agree that I'm a little bit of both of those things a lot. You know what I mean? But it just struck me as like I was opening up my Twitter feed this morning and everybody was like, we're here live. And I was like, well, for what, though? What are you going to get? Anybody that from the school that was going to talk to you isn't going to walk out the front door of the school and stand in front of your live stand in in front of the sign and start talking to you about it. So I was just curious. It's like, why are we doing this? What's the motivation of it? And of course, you, the viewer, not being able to turn it off, I would have to imagine, is the motivation of it. I'm all for information. I'm all for them telling you everything you need to know. But again, we have more information than we've ever had before. This is a local story that affected a lot of us here in the community, and yet we were still all getting it wrong because of how much information we have. We'll get into more of that at 7 o'clock. I just thought that was really strange. I needed the audience's help yesterday. I asked them for help via social media and Facebook, and they came through in the clutch. And I got to give a bunch of you credit. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.30, we'll send you to the Canton Charge game. We'll have a four-pack of tickets for you. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. Tonight is the first night in what feels like forever where the Canton Charge returned to the Civic Center. Dude, I am so hyped about tonight. They uh, they had last week, it was the All-Star break. The week before that, they were out west. So it's been like two-plus weeks, man. Charge nice. Nation, I can't wait to see you. Good times. So we'll get you hooked up with some tickets. For a, I believe the game is on March 2nd. Correct. That we have the tickets for. Let me pulling that from memory. Good job, Sansbury. Take that, cannabis. Yeah. Short term memory, what? Take that. Um, I need to thank the audience. You guys are awesome. Anytime I need help or I, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know which one of these things do I want to buy or whatever, like, you know, I, I, I get, you know, put in the right direction. Um, one of our uh, listeners, Marshall, is like one of these guys I lean on for like technology stuff all the time. He's just very knowledgeable in it. But yesterday, we had, did, um, we had done New Tour Tuesday, and we had played the Chainsmokers as like one of the bands for New Tour Tuesday. Now, we do this every single week. And every single week, I get the, it's a rock station. <laughs> and then every week, I have to explain to people that, yeah, dude, it is primarily a rock station all throughout the day. But people who listen to the show, some of them do not like rock music. And I like to include everyone. And have you never liked a rap song? Have you never liked a country song in your entire life? The only thing you've ever done is rocked. That's it. That's the only thing I, I find that. Like Tommy Lee said, if all you are is like pentagrams and like the rock fist up and rage, then you're at least fake half the time. So, you know, take that with the grain of salt. Yeah, try anyway, so through playing the Chainsmokers, 
I picked up two trolls. Okay. And a guy was like, I'm leaving. Never listening. And I was just like, bye. And then he then went on a tweet tirade, like, telling me I eat penises and all this stuff. While calling me a bully, telling me to get get tested for oral STDs, whatever those are, uh, um, uh, because I eat penises. Penis sandwiches. And then calling me the bully, right? So this goes on for hours. And I was bored before my 1230 lunch meeting yesterday, so I just kind of engaged. And people are telling me, like, dude, don't play into this. Why are you doing this? And my thing is, I like communicating with the listeners of the program. I like it. I know some of these people who host these shows sit in their ivory towers, and they don't want to discuss things with you, and they don't want to be approached by you, and you just consume their, their, their massively entertaining you know, product, and, and nor should you ever bother them, though. And I'm not one of those. I try really hard not to be one of those. I like being approachable. I like being touchable and like, dude, let's, let's kick it back and forth, right? And so like, I was just kind of like, dude, this is your, your stating. He was like, you know, it, it telling me about facts and then telling me the show sucks. And I was like, well, dude, that's an opinion. Like, it's an opinion a lot of people share, but it's just still an opinion, right? So I was like going back and forth with this douchebag. And then I got kind of like down in the dumps because I was like, dude, this is why I hate social media. Right. Like, I just, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's making me sad. It was more just like, dude, this is what this stuff is. It's just a way to argue with one another. Right. And so then I went to Facebook then, completely different social media platform, and I said, Dude, I posted one of these memes that's just like, dude, just post me pictures of your dog. Just show me dog photos. Like, that's how I was like, dude, the human race had made me so mad yesterday. I was like, just give me the dogs. And, dude, if you go to Stansbury Show or Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, you'll see, dude, like, it's like a couple hundred, like, posts of people just sending me pictures of their dogs. And, dude, you people got some good good looking dogs. Are any of them ugly? Are you going to be like, you know what? Hey, this dog right here, you're ugly. I have not seen an ugly dog. People obviously sent me some pictures of Randy Jackson. I got a couple of pictures of Snoop. You know what I mean? I got a couple of those. But no, dude, like the people have some good looking dogs. Like Kristen Cook's got a really good looking dog. And um, James Orvis, I believe is how you say his name. He's got a good looking dog. And I don't know. It just kind of like lifted me up a little bit. So then I wake up this morning and the troll's back on Twitter. Like he's back. And he tells me. Well, what is it here? Oh, I was just joking around, uh, you know, and uh, like I enjoyed the back and forth all day. It's like, dude, you weren't joking around. It wasn't until I owned your ass in like 15 posts pointing out the fact that you're stupid and can't count to four is where now you feel like, well, no, I got to make it seem like I was just joking around. And on top of that, if you get joy out of just harassing somebody, because what I said to him is he goes, look, you know, let's put this to the bed and we'll go, go play golf. And I responded to him. And I was like, dude, I found you insufferable on Twitter. I would hate you in person. I would loathe you in person. And I would. If you're the kind of person who gets off on just attacking people for the sake of that you have nothing else to do, you are an empty loser. And I would loathe you in person. Like, I would hate somebody like that. That is the last kind of person I would ever want to spend any time with. And as a matter of fact, that's why when yesterday he was like, I'm never listening again. Which, first of all, let's cover this up. All right? Let's cover this. In the history of radio and television programs, there has never been somebody who worried about that threat. There has never been a single person who went, oh, no, they're turning on me. That's not what happens. 
It's not what happens. Literally, we just pick our hands up and we would just wave goodbye and we thank the good people who stick with us through the thick and thin because those are the ones we're actually waking up for every morning. That's the real audience. You're just the fringe hanger-ons. If you're going to be that wishy-washy, dude, you were never going to be all in. So see ya. But, dude, thank you for those dog photos because, man, I miss having a dog. And I realized yesterday, I don't know, I was like, dude, I want to see some dogs. And I saw that meme and I was like, oh, this is going to be the perfect thing to pick me up. And uh, if you're a dog person, you should go look through those photos because there's like 200 comments. And these people got some great looking dogs. We do have charge tickets. We'll pass those out at 730. We'll get you into the Slayer show at 830. And coming up at 910, your first keyword to send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. And more Stansberry Show is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may be a global epidemic yet on iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming out of the Pink Floyd there, you know, back before bands were political. <laughs> Sorry. Every now and again, I just, I, I love to point out the irony in that. I love that. Buddy, uh, it seems like your uh, prized organization, the yeah. WWE, yeah. is set to make another big move as apparently they're ready to open up the wallet and give Rob Gronkowski the kind of deal it gave Ronda Rousey. Rob kind of flipping the coin about whether or not he's going to come back and all that, and it's understandable after you lose a Super Bowl in that kind of fashion. You might be like, you know what, dude, I've had concussions. We just lost the Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm going to take the offseason, you know, think about my future and all that. But the WWE feels as if they can poach another athlete here. It doesn't give me the dollar amount of what they're offering, as far as I can see. But I would have to imagine. I mean, he's done things in WrestleMania before and things like that. Yeah, I think it was it was either this past WrestleMania or the one before it where he got involved. Um, I think a big part of this is is one of his best friends, somebody he grew up with, is currently a WWE wrestler. Oh, is that right? Uh, I didn't know. That. Mojo Rawley, a former professional football player. Um, made the jump and guys do this somewhat frequently like dudes will play a couple years in the NFL um, not have anything to do and be like alright well maybe I'll try pro wrestling you know makes uh, sense you got the body uh, and all that right 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 you have athletic the, in nature right you have the athletic ability there so I'm sure there's a little bit of like you know he knows like yeah I'm done with the game but like I still have to fill my days. I still want that spotlight. And, like, yeah, you can go on TV, um, but this kind of gives you that, like, at he's, least you have a competitive something there. He's too bro to be an analyst. Like, he's too, like, like somebody said, good, though. Or I don't know, not dude. good, but, like. Somebody said 69 at a press conference once when they were asking things. He was like, <laughs> like, dude, there are very few celebrity people that I like less than Rob Gronkowski. I will agree with you in the sense of, like, I, I hate him. I know a lot of people see him and think, like, man, that's somebody I want to party with. I do not. No. I do not want to party no. with Gronk. Rob I do Gronkowski not. is your friend who drinks too much and tries to fight everybody in the bar. He's the guy you wish your other friends didn't invite out. Right. He's the guy that you were friends with in high school, and there's a reason why you're not still friends with that dude. Like, Rob Gronkowski uh, comes off to me as the kind of guy who gropes chicks' asses in lines at a bar and makes every dude in the world look like a terrible person. He looks like a guy who's like just going to slap asses walking through bars. I hate Rob Gronkowski. I'm not a Patriots hater. Now, here's what I want. I, I, let me make this clear for like hardcore sports fans. 
he is a phenomenal tight end. Yeah. He's a great NFL talent. Hall of Famer, for sure. He, yeah, no dude, yes, no for doubt. sure. He is a transformative talent at that position, although the New England Patriots won a Super Bowl without him after he got hurt. So, I mean, whatever. But he is fantastic, right? So it's not about his playing. It's about him as a person. And again, I hate when people make things about race when you don't have to. But it was a few years ago somebody brought up the... I, I wish I could give this person credit. It might have even been Stephen A. Smith, maybe. But somebody had brought it up on TV that it's like, dude, if a black NFL player acted the way Gronkowski did, that the world would talk about... You'd hear words like distraction. You'd hear words like, you know, some of these other things. Right. And I think they're right. I think Rob Gronkowski does get a pass over the fact that, well, he plays in Boston, right? And I do think he gets a pass on some of his shenanigans and his misactions because, oh, it's Rob Gronkowski, and that dude, he looks like my son who's in a fraternity, and those guys are all right. I, I feel like he gets a pass on this stuff. I would absolutely hate Rob Gronkowski. I would love him on Sundays. But Monday through Saturday, I would hate the fact that he was linked to my organization. I'd love him on Mondays. Monday Night Raw, baby. SmackDown, Tuesday nights live on the USA Network. I mean, it, I'm in. It, I think it's a great idea. It's a huge get. Oh, yeah. It's a huge get if you're the WWE. And you are going to see the WWE swing at these dudes more and more and more. Ronda Rousey, um, Rob Gronkowski, Conor McGregor, once he decides to hang it up. If there is any juice left to squeeze out of that orange, they are going to come and get it. So, What's the, Have they started to do the CTE test on wrestlers? Not as much as you might think. I mean, like... No, and dude, those guys die like so, really early, so young. Well, a lot of them push it too long, too, though. It's a lot of them. It's like, dude, you're done playing football in your 30s, 40 at the very latest. If you're Tom Brady, I mean, what was or, the Undertaker? 55? Uh, and it was wrestling two, three years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, he was almost 60. Like, I mean, Ric Flair was 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 going way deep into his life, and he's you know somebody who's at oh, least yeah. survived. I mean, like you look back at these guys. I mean, just head trauma, drug addiction, all sorts of problems. Oh, a lot of them die over the pills, right? But the fact that it's not real sports gives the WWE a little bit of like I feel like buffer zone there where it's like, yeah, but it's not real. Like, it's not real, so it doesn't matter. I mean, if you got blisters being in Hamilton, I mean, I'm sure that's right. how people think about it, but, which is crazy. I would imagine that the CTE in those guys has to be pretty big. They're throwing I mean, you off of ropes onto, like, you know what I mean? They've, the they've focused in the last... 10 years, maybe a little bit longer than that um, on, a, on eliminating a lot of head trauma so a lot of moves have been like banned and outlawed and like they no longer hit guys with chairs in the head and they no longer do like pile drivers and stuff like that where it's like direct contact on your dome there but the amount of, like that's what's crazy is when I grew up in the like the pile driver was like the move, Paul Orndorff was the man oh, know, yeah. you know what I mean, Mr. Wonderful, that was like my brother's hero, the amount of times I got pile drive, maybe that's what happened Maybe that's why some. Maybe that's why. Well, dude, they say like, dude, getting hit in the head like that is what makes you impulsive. It's what. Maybe that's what happened. I mean, dude, my brother used to beat the living crap out of me every single day of my life. Let's every say, single day. Let's say it's one of the things that happened. I think we can go through the the, 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 the the book of Stansbury and find plenty of chapters of like, why does he act like this? Oh my God, what is wrong with that dude? Head trauma, one of those chapters. See, you're you're gonna blame you're gonna blame you're gonna blame early, you know, marijuana use. Yeah, I'm sure. Throw that in there. No, it's my brother doing the pile driver. <laughs> it's not my fault. My brother just walking around the house kissing biceps, talking about how he's Paul Orndorff. Mr. Wonderful. Dude, sometimes I would wake up in the on Saturday morning and he would just be walking through with his comforter on wrapped around his back like a cape and just like kissing biceps talking about how he was Mr. Wonderful. Dude, he threw me down the steps once. He did. He like I was like up for some reason we lived in this house in Aurora Shores and my kitchen was upstairs in my first house there. 
and there was like a set of steps, and I was like at the refrigerator, and I, I don't know if it was like my brother's diet plan was like, hey, my fat little brother's at the refrigerator again, let's <laughs> grab him by the collar, and then just like threw me down the steps. It was terrible. I'm thinking maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's why I'm impulsive. Maybe that's why I'm spending so much money on eBay. Maybe you need to train it at, uh, at Spinebuster University, brought to you by Ohio Championship Wrestling. Dude, the rematch, bro. I can make it happen. I can make it happen. I want nothing to do <laughs> with guys named Agent Orange or No Shame Jimmy Shane. I want nothing to do with it. I'm happy to help you guys promote your shows. None of those guys. Dude, no, no, I'm sorry. Dude, I'm no, no wrestler with a day job is throwing me through any goddamn thing. None of you. And Fantone's not out to get you, Agent Orange. I don't even know what that whole thing's about. Are you, beef. Are, are you still engulfed in a beef? Of course I am. Uh, the, uh, the, the Ohio Championship Wrestling Winter Games happen this Saturday at the OCW Arena. And I'm uh, very happy to announce March the 11th. That is a Sunday. It is all going down at the Canton Civic Center. Ohio Championship Wrestling and the Canton Charge teaming up. I'm pretty excited about it, not going to lie. All right. So I know where to stay away from. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's going to be awesome. We actually have charged tickets. We'll pass those out at 7.30, but next on the Stansbury Show, we want, to, uh, we want to help you wade through as much misinformation about the tragedy at Jackson Middle School yesterday as much as we possibly can. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. You can also be found at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. I can be followed on Twitter at Stansbury Show and Fantone is at Fantone. Pretty original we are. Yeah, yeah. thought it well out. <laughs> I used to be at Stansbury Show on Instagram too, but I got locked out of it and I couldn't figure out how to get back in. So I chose the option of, well, I'll just sign back in with my Facebook. And it was like, no, you didn't have one of those. You didn't have your Instagram linked through your Facebook originally. So I had to start a new one of those. Dan.Stansbury is the Instagram. At Stansbury Show is the Snapchat. Uh, all that stuff is available for you if uh, you misheard it at WRQK.com. It is with um, a heavy heart that we wade into this next subject. Never easy to talk school shootings, especially when it happened in your community. Um, I was talking back and forth with another radio personality here in the building yesterday via social media, and we were talking about, he was like, dude, have you seen all this misinformation that's being passed around? And I said to him, I was like, nah, dude, this is a local thing. So I've been trying to stay on news content solely and not go to comment sections because it was going to make me want to pull my hair out and all that stuff. And right. I didn't want to get caught up in information that's not correct. I don't want to be guilty of passing out information that that's not right. Right. And it's going to happen to all of us. Welcome to live radio, live TV. Essentially, dude, it will happen to you. Right. But when this has affected people at the core of them and it affects their children, you want to make sure you're right. So I'm, I've been leaning on the Canton repository as much as humanly possible. Most of the information I'm going to give you right now is from cantonrep.com or their Twitter account. I feel like that's who I should be trusting right now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely side on, on, on a local news content provider just because they're the closest to the scene. They kind of know the most about the community and all that. Um, and obviously with something like this, there's a lot of moving pieces, parts. There's a lot of questions that need answers. So like, I hope that people understand that as they kind of listen to us wade through what is a very heavy topic right. here. So the latest, I this is what I, I just... To give people a frame of reference, I just had, during the commercial break, had searched, what is the latest information on the Jackson Middle School shooting, right? So the latest thing I found via search was updated last night at around 
just after 11 p.m. Where they're saying that the student is clinging to life from the self-inflicted gunshot. Now, I say that because I had been told yesterday in the afternoon, I mean afternoon, by multiple people that the child had been moved to the hospital and then lost the battle for his life at the hospital. But again, I trust the Canton Repository more than I trust somebody who hit me up via direct message on Twitter and said, hey, this happened. Right? There was also some misinformation about some of the things that may have been in the child's backpack. Like I heard, I saw the word bomb written multiple times yesterday. And I was like, wait, what happened? Get out a bomb? And then you start to read more about what the authorities actually said. And they called them, was it distractionary devices? Is what is one of the terms I, I saw, um, which to me leads to smoke bomb, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just connecting the dots too easily, but that's the way it came off to me when I read it. Yeah, I don't know what I guess the classification of all those things, whether it's smoke bomb, whether you know, there's a million different things I feel like that could be. I, I know Molotov cocktail was thrown around a lot yesterday, and I don't know if that qualifies as an explosive device. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not. There's no like explosive aspect to it. It's just throw it and toss it. I don't know if that would be a distractionary device or if that would be, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the classification is. Uh, nor would I. I. I know one of the other things they were saying is that he had a Molotov cocktail. and th- But then the quote from the police was there were no explosives. There were distractionary devices. And I was like, well... I mean, if he had a Molotov cocktail, that's an explosive device, I would think, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know they explode on impact. I don't know what the classification is. Now, obviously, law enforcement has to use the exact terminology for these things, and maybe what's happening here is me, just a member, you know, regular Joe Schmo in in public, has linked, you know, this object in with, you know, explosive devices, and it should have a separate classification. Maybe that's it. I have also not seen confirmation that th- that that in fact was in the backpack. But I read like four different news outlets yesterday. Now again, different news, you know, journalists and you know reporters and the like, they have different sources. Okay, that's why, and a lot of times they're unnamed and this and that. So like maybe your source has more information than somebody else's source. I will totally make room for all of that. But it seemed to me like one news outlet was like he had a bomb, and then it was this, and then it was this, and it was just like man, like no wonder this stuff gets so muddied. I know that there were points yesterday where law enforcement did say that there may have been explosives. Like, that was a direct quote from law enforcement. And at that point, I mean, that's what That the turns news, into he had it. But the news reported it as such. We read it as he had it. That's, I mean, that's how this stuff gets really cloudy and really, really fast. And it just goes to show you how... Like social media can be a great tool for some things, and I think it's gonna uh, eventually. I think it's gonna bring about serious change in the gun world. I really do. I, I as a guy who likes to say a lot of this stuff doesn't doesn't work. I think this time, do they may actually get some stuff done with this. But it, it, social media can also breed misinformation, which will just add more fear to the situation. In my opinion, it's. And I get it. It's everybody wants to know what's happening. You want to talk to other people who were there, who won there. Is my kid safe? Is your kid safe? I understand how it happens. I'm not knocking you. But it was like a point yesterday where I was like, dude, I can't read this. I, I, I do want to say on that, um, uh, these are students and families that are in the community that we live in. And if you are reaching out to a Jackson Middle School student on Twitter or Facebook, whether you think it's for the best intentions or not of like, hey, what happened? 
happened yesterday or reaching out to their family asking for something like that. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I know a girl who is related to the perpetrator yesterday. And she was just like in, in her Facebook, she was like, I'm going to lose my mind if you don't leave me alone. Like, leave me alone. And I understand you want that information. I understand you want some sort of like perspective, but these are people like in your community. Yeah. Have some class. Uh, there's something about our society that we like to make the families of, you know, um, of perpetrators to blame. And like we want them to take some responsibility for what's happened here, which I, I don't love. As a guy who has relatives who have done some things they shouldn't, I don't want to answer for my cousins. Come on, come on, come on. What are we trying to say? I don't want to have to answer for my cousins even, at all. Even if you're not pointing at them and blaming them, even if you're just saying like, "Hey, you were there. What happened?" Like I said, have some class, dude. Don't don't think that you know you you are you in your quest and your thirst for knowledge is is what that, those people should be worried about. In this all moment. school functions back at normal today. Um, okay, again here, little, little surprised by that. School back in session. Everything's back to normal. Okay. This is, I'll show you the difference in a national versus a local story. Right. If, if you tell me Missouri opens the school again today and they bring kids back there, I'm like, well, structure. It's important and get kids right. back in there. Show them you don't give in to these kind of things. Right. You know what I mean? You kind of like, you know, you hold steadfast in that whole thing. But when it happens five miles away from where I'm broadcasting right now, I right. feel like, dude, leave the kids at home. Right. Let them at home. It's weird. Like on a national story, I'd be like, ah, all right, I get it. Just go back to daily life. You don't let terrorists win. That whole mentality, I get it. But when, like I said, the fact that it happened around the corner from me, I feel like, ah, dude, if you give the kids a couple of days, I'm okay with it. There is a lot of things I think that fall into that where just because it's a local story, all of a sudden the whole dynamic of this changes where we're very used to covering these kind of stories on a national level. I mean, hell, we covered one extensively yesterday and, 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 you know, Friday and, and, and beyond, but like when it is local, when it is, you know, in your community, Everything changes. It feels different. In the sense of like, you know. Well, how you'll cover it is different. If, 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 if this would have been a school shooting and they're essentially at this point, the only uh, victim was the perpetrator. I don't even know if it would have made like enough national news to like be covered by us. Oh, well, Ma I, okay. I saw this on the national news yesterday. Right. The Jackson thing. What I will say is, had Parkland not just happened, right, 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 I'm right. not sure what happened here yesterday becomes CNN news. Now, yesterday, or well, not yesterday, but after what happened in Florida, after that that tragedy, um, a lot of people got really hot and bothered about, well, was it 18 school shootings this year? Was it six school shootings this year? Because some of them were just gun discharges. Some of them were suicides. Now, is this going a to gun be- Gun discharge at a school is, is bad. Is this going to be counted as a school shooting? I think that'll be very interesting to see that like weapon fired in a school building for me. If you're asking me, I'm classifying that as a school shooting. You and I would agree. Ben Shapiro would disagree. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like there's a little bit of me that's going to be like, well, how does that play? You know what I'm saying? When the national spotlight kind of looks at us, like I, I, how, how does your opinion? Change? I got to be real careful here um, because I tend to agree with Ben on some of these issues a lot. He can be as crazy as anybody else. He's not always right, Ben Shapiro. He is a right-winged, and I don't want to call him a, a, a provocateur because he doesn't really try to enrage you just to do it. He does normally try to combat you with facts, and he's normally better researched than most people that have like internet shows and blogs and that kind of thing. I think Ben is actually engaged on the facts of things. And so like, I think he's getting caught up in the... He knows if you tell people 18... 
that they're going to make it 18, when in reality what he's saying is, is like, yes, these are an issue, we do got to do it, but they're telling you 18, they're driving home 18 because they want to, they, the other side does want to fear monger you a little bit with it, and they, and he's right about that. They totally do want to fear monger you about it. I'm just not sure, I'm not, I'm just not so sure that this isn't a time maybe to fear monger a little. And that honestly it is, oh, God, I can't even believe I just said that. But I, I just, I mean, do we got, dude, school shootings are bad like we got to do what we got to do to try to figure out how to stop that like not that adults it's like yeah well dude if you open fire on adults it's whatever but dude when you hurt children it is different there's no denying it when you have the hypothetical Stansberry Jr., you know, Porkchop Stansberry running around, middle schooler in Jackson, I don't know how you upgraded your life to end up in Jackson, but like, all right, where, you know, if things got better and Stansberry's sending his kid there, you sending your kid in today? You keeping him home? <sighs> oh, my God. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing. My instinct... Dude, the risk is high. That's the problem. Is like people want to go, oh, you sissy. But the problem is, dude, is that the risk is my kid being right, shot. Right, 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 right. Now, now <laughs> like, you know what I mean. So deal. it's like, right. I mean, that's that's a, deal. that's a dude. You're not playing with house money at that point, right? You're playing with like the most important currency you have, which is your child. But there is the does lightning strike twice? You know what I mean. There's that. But I, I, the time it does is one too many. Right. It's worth noting yesterday that this happened in Jackson, also in Stark County. There were three arrests made because students were making threats social on social media. media. Posts, right? Yeah. There was a student in Marlboro, there was a student from Lake, and there was a student at Maslin, Washington. So, like, yeah, you can say there's lightning strike twice, but do lightning struck four times yesterday. I, again, I think that those things are part of the over coverage of these issues. I think there are kids who who are misguided, who see news coverage and go, I want attention. That person's getting it. Maybe this is how I go about getting it. And also, we are so quick, and not just your kids, all of us. We are so quick to go to social media. As a matter of fact, remember a couple of weeks ago, people were getting in trouble because there was the video circulating around online where a guy was sleeping with an underage woman and people were sharing it because they were, know, yeah, they were trying to guy, stop him. Right. And people didn't stop to think. Think about the fact that they were passing out child pornography on their timeline because they thought they were doing something virtuous by trying to take this guy down. And in reality, police departments were like, what are you doing? You're, you're passing out child porn. I think there's something with social media that happens now where we're all so quick to use it that I don't know how I don't expect a 14-year-old kid to make a mistake like this. How to to be like, okay, I'm just, dude, I was constantly reaching out and constantly saying, dude, people pay more attention to me. And if you would have given me Instagram back then, do I maybe, you know, make something like this for attention? I don't know. I can't say I wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, very easy to point at young people and kind of say, like, you guys have changed. This is your fault. You've done this. When it's like, dude, look at how society has changed. Bill? Right, right, right. Look at, look at how the world has changed. And how would you, your peers, how would your generation have reacted if this was the case? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it, it. It was a lot to take yesterday, and I, I, I don't want to beat this, you know, this drum too hard. But I just think live stand-ups in front of the school today aren't doing anything but helping the news organization. I don't know how that's helping any. Like people kept asking me this yesterday: Are you going to have anybody on the show? And so I responded by saying this. I, and maybe this is why, and I always say there are certain guys who will reach bigger heights in the broadcasting industry because they just, they're okay with being slimier than I am. So here was my take on, on what happened with Jackson Middle School yesterday. I will not, on behalf of Rock 1069 or this show, reach out to people to try to put them on the radio to exploit it. 
right? If somebody had reached out to me and felt like, you know what, dude, our voice is not getting out clearly enough. This stuff is being muddied by social media. If somebody would give us a 15-minute platform to kind of express where we're coming from, I would obviously allow them to do that. Right Or in case by case, obviously, I can't just take anybody, but I did not feel right in the wake of it yesterday trying to hunt somebody down saying, dude, tell me your awful story to help my product. It just, I don't know, man, maybe that's going to hold me back in my career. Maybe it has already held me back in my career, but here's what I know. I went to sleep last night feeling okay about who I was. And if that's the trade I got to make to feel okay, that's the trade I'm going to make to feel okay. If somebody would like it, I'm here for you. But I'm not going to be like one of those lawyers that after an accident chasing you down with my business card. It just feels slimy and gross to me. We do have Canton Charge tickets. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Canton Charge tickets. We'll pass those out here. Not that long from now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. I want to address this. There's a guy named Dave wrote in during the break and says, I just want to throw an angle on this that people I don't think are considering enough. One common factor in most of the school shootings is that the shooter w- uh, was bullied. And even with the numerous school shootings we have, the bullying seems to continue. How are these kids that are the bullies not starting to realize that this is happening because of their actions and maybe that they should stop? He says, now it is true we don't expect school-age children to have a lot of reasoning, but at the same time, once you touch a hot stove, you usually learn not to touch the hot stove again. Now, with all the other threats and other schools that have been reported, it's probably a good possibility that it's those children that are still being bullied, seeing it as an opportunity to have some amount of power for once and make these threats so they can be the one causing the fear for once. Um, yeah, I, I, I think in anything this complex... That it's going to be multiple factors. Oh, yes. It's never, it's yes. never going to be black or white. But I would ask you this, and I'd be interested to find out the data on this. I don't have it, and I apologize for that. But I would assume that the bullying of, of school students was worse while I was in school growing up in middle school, elementary and middle school, because nobody cared about it. The way we at least care about bullying now. Uh, what about the concept of like it follows you now where it's like, you know, yeah, somebody called you a dork and shoved you in a locker, but then at least you got to go home. Now it's like you go home and they're like, you know, it's uh, yeah, obviously a big deal. You're right. I mean, there's like I've talked about it on the show plenty of times where it was like I would something really embarrassing would happening in school. You'd go home, you'd have dinner, you'd be worried about it all night. You'd be like, couldn't sleep at night. Like, oh, my God, what's going to school going to be like tomorrow? Then you'd go and it wouldn't be as bad as you thought. But if you would have gave me eight hours on of people just bashing me on Instagram, you're right. I think I think that's one of these things that isn't necessarily a measuring contest here. It's like it's different now. You can say, well, is it better or worse? Or is it different? But it's different from when we were kids. Like that's for sure. I don't I don't know because you're no right. denying. There's that. plenty of there's plenty of anti-bullying campaigns, but those exist for a reason. It's still happening out there. Um, I know this guy isn't necessarily in the business of uh, giving their opinion out live, so he probably doesn't weigh things. Your that, computer sounds great. Right, sounds good right that now. That sounds so fantastic. Let's let the, that beep go, dude. In the middle of a series. Serious conversation like that, that sounds amazing that that's happening right there. 
So if, 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 if nothing else with this, I just want to caution this guy against starting to sound like you're blaming the victims here because like these kids were shot and to say like, well, man, maybe if kids stop bullying other kids, well, I know uh, that's not what he intends, but there is a little bit of like, don't, 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 dude, my kid just got shot. Don't say that my kid was a bully. You know what I mean? Like there is a little bit of that and I can understand why. No guarantee know. that the kids who got shot were, exactly. were the bully. Exactly. Were the bullies. There's no guarantee of that. And again, we're kind of mixing Parkland and Jackson. And, you know, right, right, we're, right. we're kind of mixing those two things together, which, again, is very dangerous. you got to be careful um, with that because that's how misinformation will spread. But I do take Dave's point. I think there's something to it's going to be a component in it. Much yes. like I said dude, when Parkland first happened, I said, dude, this is not a gun issue. It's not a mental health issue. It's a combination of both those issues. And until both sides want to admit that they and, and what did I say then? You're going to have to give the other side something you don't want to give up. You're going to have to do that because that's how compromise works. And that's how adults get things done. This whole dig your heels in, I can't get, I can't let the Democrats win at all. I can't let the conservatives have anything is crazy. Dude, that you're gonna, dude, it's like going out to dinner with your wife. You wanna go to that same place all the time? No, but it makes her happy. So you compromise and you go. And that's what allows you to be married 30, 40, 50 plus years is compromise. So if that's the way you gotta get harmony in your living room, how in the hell is that not the way we get harmony in Congress? And in, in political matters, it's the same kind of system. This is a big saying with me. And I, dude, I used to fight with my boss tooth and nail about this when I first started working here. Do you have to give to get? It's the only way to get things is to be willing to give something up. And again, I will point back to one of my old bosses, Mike Kenny, who once told me about a negotiation process. Stansberry, at the end of a negotiation, Everybody has to walk away from the table feeling like they got screwed just a little. That way, everybody knows I got a little bit more than I should have, and that person got screwed a little bit more than they should have. That's the only way to fix anything. We have got to stop this. I won't even have conversations with people that disagree with me. You got to start talking to people who view the world differently than you, forming different opinions and going, yeah, you know what? We can kind of give you that one. Here's where we'll give up ground on this. That until you do that, nothing's going to get fixed. Absolutely not one thing. We'll pass out those charge tickets that will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of Canton charge tickets for their game on the 2nd at the Canton Civic Center. You give us just a few minutes, we'll pass those out. And again, 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Um, another cool thing iHeart's doing is tonight, 10 o'clock, if you find yourself needing some entertainment, Bon Jovi takes over Rock 106.9 tonight, and they're really? doing like, I, I don't know exactly how to, I don't know what they're actually calling it. I guess I should. I'm sure my boss would probably yeah, hate that. He'd like it. But it's like, they're going to play a little, they're going to answer some questions, They're gonna. It's, it'll be a lot like storytellers is from what I understand. Oh, I thought you meant that Bon Jovi was coming up to the studio and like playing Five Finger Death Punch or something. No, I doubt no, it. No, that's not happening? I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. Um, you know, that was a big name circling the rumor mill about the uh, about the big concert that gets played here every summer. But I and I have no information. Okay, I want to make that abundantly clear. I don't know a damn thing about it. Okay, okay? but my guess is 
with the, them being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that that's going to be the big event type thing sure. that they do this year and kind of leave it at that. I don't know. I have no, I have no information on that. I got to assume that. I mean, dude, it's February, almost the end of February at this point, which is crazy. Um, but I would have to assume they're going to be great make, is what it is. They're going to be making that announcement soon. I mean, can't be too long, right? I mean, you're going to want to get tickets start to sell, right. right? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they've already announced the class. So I would assume that pretty soon we'll find out who the concert for Legends is. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat on that one. I'm interested to see the way they go there. We've done two country, one rock. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we go top 40. Was last year a hybrid? Was last year a little bit of everything? I mean, Kid Rock and Kobe Keith, right? I mean, that's a little one-two punch. It felt like a country show to me. Okay. Because of the way Kid Rock has gone in, in more recent years. But may, maybe that's just me. But um, And I, I mean, I had a hard time figuring out who the bigger star between those two guys was. Like, I have a hard time, and I still don't really know. I wonder, I don't know, I, 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 I'd I love to, like, start throwing some hypotheticals around and, like, well, maybe it'll be this person, maybe it'll be this person, but I have zero clue. I haven't, like, and I mean, I know people that work at the Hall of Fame. I feel like I have some, like, ins sure. in that building. Oh, but I could like, call, yeah. But, like, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gotten the, the, the slightest clue on this. I uh, Again, Bon Jovi takes over Rock 106.9 tonight playing, and uh, they'll be answering some questions, doing that kind of thing, doing, like, an inclusive interview and that whole thing tonight, 10 o'clock on Rock 106.9. So it turns out the movie theater is uh, is going to be changing right. if you head to cinemark they're going to be banning all large bags well not all essentially you still will be allowed to bring diaper bags in and the like for your children because that's what every movie theater needs is a baby but in a security policy that has been implemented they say by many stadiums and arenas around the world large bags are going to be banned inside of cinemark's movie theaters the ban will go in effect, this is tomorrow, in all of its theaters. They're also the parent company of Rave Motion Pictures, Century, Cine Arts, and Tinseltown. I know we have, a, I believe we have a Tinseltown here. Bags larger than 12 inches by 12 inches by 6 inches will not be permitted. Exceptions will be made for medical equipment, diaper bags, things like that. Right. Um, Cinemark also said, look, there will be nowhere to check your bags, which ultimately I know sounds harsh, but the parking lot not all that far away yeah. from where the ticket point of sale is, you'll be fine. The chain also said that the company reserves the right to inspect all bags entering its theaters. I totally understand. A Century Theater, which is owned by Cinemark, was the scene of a mass shooting in July of 2012, where 12 were killed and 58 were wounded. And that's where I'm going to take a little bit of issue with this, because why did it take you six years to do that? Like, if this is an issue, this to me seems more like, we want to clamp down on Almond Joys being brought into the movie theater. And because we had this happen six years ago, these are all the rage in the news again. Let's implement this. Well, that's what I was going to say is I think that at the very least, the reemergence of this conversation has to play a part of it. Because why wouldn't they have just done that? If, if it was all about not bringing in Kit Kats, why wouldn't they have done this 10 years ago? Well, that's a, that, that's a fair argument. I, I just I, I know the movie theater, dude, the, the ticket sales have been declining. There's been a lot of oh stuff. Yeah, and this, feels, money. this feels much like we need to wrap our arms around the theft that's happening with our industry. Were you, uh, I'm sure you were just sneaking stuff into theaters all, all the, the time. time. I remember, dude, the Solon movie theater, there was a Wendy's next to it, and Jinko oh, yeah. jeans were like the big thing back then. So me and my buddy Kyle, dude, we were buying like double cheeseburgers, shoving them in our pockets, just walking right in that theater. Dude. I remember there used it's to great. be, I, I don't know if it's still there or not, but there used to be a theater in Northfield. And it was like a it was like a two dollar or a five dollar theater, so it was like not new features or whatever. But that was like the easiest theater in the world to, to like bring beer in. And I remember going to see Wedding Singer with like a bunch of friends, and do we had like four cases of beer in that theater, <laughs> just 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 cracking tops, just drinking Mickey's Big Mouth, getting hammered, watching the Sandman do his thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, we used to sneak beer in there all the time. But yeah, dude, I worked across the street from that Solon movie theater. I used right. to work at that Sunoco okay, right across okay, the street from there. Right. My buddy's dad owned that Sunoco across the street. I from was there. probably trying to buy beer from you. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm sure I sold Phantom Blunt wraps. I'm sure that happened. I'm sure that happened. And here's the crazy thing. After the show, probably going to borrow a blunt wrap from Phantom today. Probably going to borrow one of those. We have Canton Charge tickets. It's a four-pack for their game on the 2nd at the Canton Civic Center. Let's get you guys hooked up right now. We'll take callers 15 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And it looks like you may be getting a change to your gun laws. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 830, we'll get you into that Slayer Show. June 7th out of Blossom. Anthrax, Lamb of God, Behemoth. Jeez. I'm missing one. Testament. Testament, yeah. All part of that show as well. We'll get you into that. Metal show of the summer, for sure. I don't hey, know how you're topping that. Right. Like, what are you, you going to do? How, how are you going to beat it? I know Metallica's thinking about hitting the road. That might be it. But outside of that, I, I don't know how you I don't know how you beat that lineup for Slayer. I mean, dude, Anthrax alone is worth the price of admission. Yeah, I mean, dude, but if you go to a Metallica show, people are going to be like, what, you like new Metallica? Why are you so kind of, do you like Metallica? But if you go to a Slayer show, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, man, you're pretty legit metalhead, dude. <sighs> Full disclosure? Yeah. As a Slayer fan, yeah. I feel like that band gets credit they don't deserve. Yeah. I feel like Slayer gets credit by people who want to be metalheads who uh-huh. know, oh, well, that's the calling card of metal, so I'll just claim I'm in the Slayer camp. I think that band actually got bigger by people who don't listen to them by the, than by the, they did by the people who do. Posers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. I think the Slayer poser diagram is huge. Okay. I, I bet the amount of people in the Slayer poser group is massive. But they're great. Don't get me wrong. Yes, they're very. They're good very, very good. If you like metal <laughs> music, suck. Slayer's fantastic. As a matter of fact, I have a I have a bass signed by the in, by the entire uh, you know original lineup. Coming up after the break. <laughs> no, no. Imagine Keith Kennedy's oh, face. Stop it! Stop it! Stop! It. Dude, if we played "Spill the Blood," stop it. Chubby little ass will come running down here, dude. Just leaving grease stains behind him. Come on, come on, yeah. Oh, dude, the best Slayer song ever, Behind the Crooked Cross. Maybe we play that. Look at me showing you guys I'm not a Slayer poser. I, uh, I'm giving you deep tracks. Deep tracks, B-sides. Uh, behind the Crooked Cross is my favorite Slayer song. One of It'd be in the top five for sure. But, dude, they are a great band. But I feel like, dude, they are the original I'm buying that t-shirt, but don't listen to that band. All right. Maybe Zeppelin. Back right. in the yeah, day. Maybe yeah, Zeppelin yeah. back in the day kind of had that. But I think there's no way everybody I see with a Slayer t-shirt listens to that much Slayer. I just don't buy it. But they are damn, damn good. And we'll get you in at 8.30 this morning. All right. Um, this is, well, this is interesting. And I can't believe I'm, I'm going to do this. Um, or, or that I have to do this. And not because of who it is, but because of which party Um has sent this president to the White House. But Trump made moves yesterday to ban bump stocks. And guys, I got to tell you, if he gets this done, get ready for four more years. Four more years of Donald Trump. Because it has been across both party lines where presidents have been accused of not doing enough to handle this issue. And if America's least favorite president ever is the guy who gets movement on gun control and restriction, what are you going to do? I'm going to have to watch a nation full of people that love to jump up and down on this guy, call him a moron, have to congratulate him. And make no mistake, that's why he's doing it. That's why he's doing it. 
Somebody somewhere is saying to him, I would imagine. Okay, we're going to lose a little of the base here, sir. It's going to happen. Your base wants to see guns and tanks in the street, all that stuff. We're going to lose a little bit of that. But what we're going to gain in the end will outweigh it. And I think he's being moved in this direction. And if this is the president that gets this done, you're getting four more years of Trump. Because even people who hate him will vote for him again. We'll vote for him again. I think. I think people who. I think people who voted for him who regret it will vote for him again. And I think people who are out there telling you how much they hate him, if he gets movement on this, will vote for him the next time around. I, I disagree on that. I don't think this is going to be enough to make people who hate him join over into his camp. Oh, dude, this is like the issue. I, I, I mean, it's it's bump stocks. It's not like you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's a sm- it's a small move on a big issue. You are a more nuanced person than the average human being. I, I I think that I mean you're going to lose more out of your base with this than you're going to gain than you're ever going to. I'm not sure that's true anymore because I'm I'm seeing more and more conservative pro Second Amendment people than ever before start to come out and say, dude, if bump stocks is the compromise we have to make, I'm okay with it. And again, this is I what he's doing here. And what he's suggesting or is doing, like he wants, they're looking to ban bump, uh, you know, ban the bump stocks. He's even pushed and said, "Dude, we got to get this done quickly." And I, this is this just sums up what I'm always talking about. What's he doing here? He's giving you something to get what he wants, and that's what the other side has to do. Where was the movement on this yesterday? What was like the catalyst for this? Because it's not like bump stocks were used in the Parkland shooting. They were not. So like this, what, what this, was what was like the hey what changed yesterday? No, I don't think anything changed. This is what I'm always saying. This is the compromise point. This is where Trump said, "Okay, fine. Let's let's not make it about the gun itself, but we'll start talking about accessories that start turning a a single pull trigger into a more automatic style firing. I know it doesn't still make it a fully automatic, but it be, you can fire more rounds per minute with a bump stock." And what did he do? He said, "Okay, let's meet in the middle here." Let's not necessarily make it about the rifle, and I guess the AR-15 not technically classed as an assault rifle. I know there's there's a lot of miscon you know conceptions out, out there about weapons. No, it, it 100% is not an assault rifle. It's not it's, an assault it, rifle. It, it, it's not. It's not like fed by you know. It's not pull a trigger and just brrr, like that's not what it is. Those have been banned forever. It's like but you still see people out there who are anti-gun saying we need to ban assault rifles. Well, we did. Okay, we, we we've done that. All right, so this is not in that classification. So what he's doing here, what the president is doing here, is saying, look, I got to give to get. We all got to give to get. I'll meet you in the middle. These things are an issue. Let's handle this. What about I as a a responsible bump stock owner? What happens to me? Well, I I asked bump stock owners yesterday. You know know what more of them told me? And they told me they did not want me to list their names because they don't want to be ashamed. They don't want to be shamed by their fellow Second Amendment brethren. They said to me, dude, that, that a responsible gun owner should be able to use a bump stock, but it should be held behind a counter. And you should have to rent it from somebody because its only real purpose is as a toy in the sense of like you're just playing around with it. So can I make that argument with other weapons? Is that like, well, if it's not genuinely used for hunting, if it's not genuinely used for, well, then you should only be able to rent that. No, I, I think, again, you can't look for the death blow. You got it. You got to break ground. Dude, they don't just put up a building. You break ground. You build the foundation. Then you start to build the walls up, and then I don't know how you build a house after that. But like, you see what I'm saying? But you don't put the house on the ground tomorrow. I um, I I I I I support this idea. I, I don't necessarily see why bump stocks should be legal, um, but I definitely see the point of people who are going to say. Well, you're taking this from me today. What are you taking from me tomorrow? I 100% 
understand where that comes from. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, pfft, you know, F Trump. But I, 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 like I said, I think he loses more support than he gains out of this. I don't know. It seemed like both sides were, were clamoring yesterday talking about how great it was. And I'll tell you why I think you're wrong. Because I think people who want Trump to be right on everything, who want to be in his camp no matter what he does, get to look back at, at, at liberals and go, see, now what, liberal? Now what? Now what are you going to do? Now what's your big complaint? Now, we all know what really what this was about yesterday, and it's about the diversion tactic over the fact that there's another woman out there accusing him for forcefully kissing her, and he claims he never met the woman. So my guess is this is more about that than anything else, and it's also more about like his ego, and he knows. If I'm the president that gets this done after Clinton couldn't get anything done on it, Bush couldn't get anything done on it, Obama couldn't get anything done on it, all these great presidents everybody likes to talk about how fantastic they were couldn't get a single goddamn thing done on this. If he's the one that does it, he goes down in the history books forever as a positive. There's no denying it. If he gives you the movement you're looking for, there's no denying the positive impact it makes. Now, again, remember, you guys accuse me for jumping up and down on this guy, right? So this this segment right here proves to you that I'm out to be fair as much as I possibly can. That I don't just jump up and down on him. If he gets this done, it's four more years of Trump, in a, dude, I think in a landslide. And people are telling me there's still plenty of time for him to screw up. I know. He screwed up by saying grab him by the vagina, too. Where is he? The White House. The White House. If he gets movement on guns, bro... I'm just telling you. And why do you think he wants to do it? A, it's the diversion over the other woman, no doubt. He's looking to lock up re-election. And he'll win in a landslide. Because people, dude, people who hate him are going to fawn over the fact that he got it done. Dude, I know personal friends who are as liberal as you can get, who are, I mean, crazy liberals. I mean, to the point to where they believe giving hormones to a three-year-old to block the gender is like, well, you know, it's kids' rights. And like, dude, that crazy liberal yesterday was telling me, like, dude, I got to give Trump credit on this, bro. Like, this is good. This is a good move. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to hear the headline. We're going to ban this. We're going to ban this. We're going to ban this. And then when the bill actually comes out, it'll be gutted. It'll be things will get attached to it. We're going to end up losing more and this and that in it. But that won't be part of the nuanced conversation. It will be Trump got a ban on bump stocks. And dude, he's going to lock up reelection in a landslide if he gets it done. Because I'm telling you, conservatives want to be able to dig their heels in, look back at liberals and go, now what, liberal? Now what, libtard? That's what they want to do. Nobody wants to be correct. They just want to scream they're right. And this will allow people to stand up and scream that they're right. And you got to admit it, Democrats, liberals, whatever side of that aisle you're on, which, by the way, I like Democrats. I hate leftists. That's what I hate. I like Democrats just fine. Leftists are insane. Or they're insane. But you got to admit it, Democrats. You're going to have to look at it and be like, well, dude, I never thought he was going to do anything I like this much. And he just did it. So now what? I'm telling you, dude, if he gets movement on this, why Obama couldn't? Oh, bro. Obama campaigned on the fact that he was going to do it and then couldn't get it done. Campaigned on it. This dude was telling you how he was a friend of the NRA. Turns around, he gets a couple of school shootings in his first year. What's he do? Turn coats and goes, yeah, bump stocks are a problem. We're going to look into it. Oh, bro. He gets movement here. Dude, half the nation going to have to give up that Trump hate. You're going to have to let it go. And you know it. You guys vote. Most of us vote on one to two issues mostly. If you're voting on the gun issue, you're going to have to turn code on your boy Trump. And that's why he's doing it. Smart, smart plan. Maybe. Couldn't I also make the argument he's dragging the conservative party into the 21st century? Couldn't I also make that argument? What do you do then? Yikes. Starting to see how the boy won? Starting to see it? I told you. More Stansberry Show. 
and Slayer tickets right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com, and holding Slayer tickets in our hands that we'll pass out to you here momentarily. 1-800-243-765, the number you'll need on those. Also, coming up at 9 o'clock, a trip out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Get you out of Ohio for a little while. I'll send you to... Uh, Send you to uh, the California coast there, yeah. Yeah, take that. That's good stuff. Did I miss the Cali coast? Wouldn't want to live there again. But there's no denying Los Angeles is a beautiful city. Yeah, dude, legal weed there too now, right? You can oh. just go and just smoke weed, and who cares? It's California. Get stoned. Who cares if you don't want to see Ed Sheeran and the Chainsmokers and Taylor Swift? Now, you don't have to do any of that, dude. We'll send you out there and do whatever the hell you want to do with your life. Yeah, take your wife to the show. You right. eat a bunch of edibles, right. and you'll think Metallica's Whoa. playing. You can do that. All year I was told football has a problem, right? Football, problem, 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 right? It's a problem. I got a story here. Now, it doesn't really throw like water in the face of like the ratings issue or the protest or any of that. But it does speak to the power that professional football and football in general has in this country. Some of you may know the name Ryan Shazier. He is a linebacker with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boo! There was a play, and you'll have to forgive me, I don't remember exactly which game it was this year, where there was a collision that involved Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. taken off by stretcher. Yeah. Was on, had no movement in his lower body, I believe his lower body. And then I was was he at the Penguins game? Was it? Uh, he was. I, I think he was at the Penguins, which is like their hockey affiliate. And he stands up, like there. He's starting to get more movement. It's starting to come back. This guy was damn near nearly paralyzed playing professional football. And it says, "I'm dying to come back, and I'm gonna play again." And his big goal is obviously. He even says it here. I still want to go to the Hall of Fame. He says. He goes on to say, I think I'm one of the best linebackers to ever play. And he may be, I don't know, I don't know enough about Ryan Chazier's career. What I'll tell you is, is that is a ballsy dude. To become damn near paralyzed over playing a game. Now, granted, you're well compensated. But if I came into the studio and the risk was paralysis, and that almost happens to me, I'm telling my boss, yeah, dude, I'm not going to be there tomorrow, bro. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to find something else to do. It was much like I worked retail once. I worked behind a counter once, and I was robbed, and I was like, ah, I'm done with this. It's the end of that. Too, too little money for what, for what can happen in that. This speaks to the power that is football. Now, again, it's not necessarily about the power it has over you, the viewer. And again, this is part of this guy's livelihood, and so I'm sure he's thinking, I don't know if he's got kids or not or whatever, but I'm sure he's got a family he wants to buy homes for, wants to provide a better life for he and his wife. I'm sure he's got the same story every you know married person has, right? But think about what it means to be like, dude, I almost lost my legs. And where's my helmet? I want to go play? Dude, he can't even fully, I mean, dude, I, I guess he can move around, but dude, he's not back like strolling the mall. And already this guy wants to go back on the field. Phantom, can you even imagine doing that? I feel like the, I don't want to say the worst part of all this, but like, I feel like this kind of sucks that like, no matter how gritty this dude is, no matter how tough this guy is, I feel like this is a very unlikely 
situation where he finds his way back into the NFL. And I'm not trying to say that's a, a shortcoming of his. Um, that just shows the severity of the of the of the health situation that he's facing. I, I, even even if he were to gain like full mobility, I mean, dude, you have to get yourself back into NFL shape, speed, and right. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to doubt the guy. I'm not trying to like diminish what he's done, but like I just don't see that as being a possibility. If he were successful in this. I would have to imagine this is the worst injury anybody's ever come back and then played again in the NFL with. I don't know that for a fact, but I would have to imagine it'd be close. I mean, the guy couldn't walk. Right. I mean, like we're talking, we're we're not talking about like a blown ACL here, dude. In the beginning, they were telling him he may never walk again. It just speaks to the power of this stuff and how ingrained in football we are as a nation, and that's why I think no matter what, we don't really have an NFL problem in this country. I don't buy it. I've never bought it. I, I think, yeah, I mean, they lost some viewers, but I think ultimately, dude, the game's so powerful. It's so ingrained in who we are. You've been conditioned to consume this stuff on multiple days of the week now that I just don't think we're overcoming it. And when guys who play it feel like this, like the amount of guys, there have been guys in the league who have retired, found out they had a CTE, and have said, I would go back and do it all over again. I would absolutely play. I believe it was Tony Gonzalez, who they don't know has CTE, but came out and said, I know what the risks are. And knowing everything and how my career ended up. Now, Tony Gonzalez had a fantastic career. But he said, knowing all of it, knowing everything I know, I would absolutely sign up to play again. Do you see in California, they, they're thinking about banning tackle football until high school? I... um. I know that, you know, I'll take your point of, well, there's no NFL problem. Maybe not this year, but I think big picture there is, dude. I feel like there's a perfect storm rolling up against it. Now, is it like, is it like, yo, there's a hole in the ship and we're going down? Not necessarily yet, but there's plenty of problems. And a big part of the problem is, is like moms don't want their kid playing football. We have seen a reduction in like peewee football programs and things like that. There is an issue, much like I say about the NBA. There's an issue. It doesn't mean everybody's going all overboard tomorrow. I would agree that the NFL needs to start thinking about things. But And at first I was like, we're going to end tackle football. What are we, sissies? And then more and more NFL guys started coming out and saying, look, man, you don't really have to tackle until you're that age. You're not really, dude, you don't really have your full body yet. You're not really tackling, you know, perfectly and learning how your body reacts at eight years old. So what are we making them tackle for? NFL dudes are saying that. Guys who played Stark County High School football 25 years ago are like, sissies. That's true. I mean, dude, I got railroaded on social media when I had made the when I had made the comment that if I had a that if I had a son today, I'm not sure I let him play football. And my take has always been: I don't know if I deny him, but I would be sitting there wishing he would take up another sport. And it's not just because I play it, but I would I would prefer my son to play golf. I think you can do it longer in your life. As a matter of fact, look at what NFL athletes do when they're done when, when they retire. What do they do? They try to take on golf. It's a harder sport. And it's a challenge that's still out there on the you know on the horizon for them, but it, you know there's a seniors league. I mean you can I mean so if you're if you're thinking pro career, I mean there's just a lot more versatility in the game. I would push my kids towards the more things like that. I would be nervous about letting my son play football today. I don't know if I would deny him, but I would be nervous about it. And I know, dude, here right now, there's guys, dude, still 55 years old in a Tigers uniform right now, freaking out over what I just said, but. I just, I would worry about it. It would definitely be a topic of conversation for my wife and I. 
Slayer tickets up for grabs. They're playing June 7th, Blossom, Anthrax, Lamb of God, Behemoth, and Testament, all part of that show. Jesus, that is a monster show. We'll send caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625. Another tragedy happened here in Canton, Ohio. We'll lay it out for you next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. And sending you to Los Angeles at 9 o'clock this morning. You'll get Keyword for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Are we going to that? Are we invited? Has that happened yet? No. Son of a bitch. No. One of these days, dude, you and me are going to this. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I, uh, didn't I famously say once, maybe they might let me go, but they'll probably make me carry Alan Cox's luggage? I'm Sounds sure that, about right. I'm sure that's all I would be there for. All right. Um, while talking about Ryan Shazier, we didn't mention this, and uh, I, I do think it's interesting um, that yesterday ESPN was putting out the odds of the teams that had a shot to land Kirk Cousins. Sure. Browns. Yeah. Weren't even listed. <sighs> Not even listed. They say Denver's going to be it. And if you think about it, that team is a quarterback away. They are a solid B-plus quarterback away from being pretty damn competitive, I would think. I mean, they're pretty close now. And they got, I mean, they got people that nobody's ever heard of playing quarterback. So you get Kirk Cousins in there, not necessarily a bad idea. No, not a bad idea at all. And, like, don't get me wrong, I understand that the Browns have more money to throw around than anyone. I mean, they could outbid literally any other team they wanted to when it came to Kirk Cousins. But um, if I'm him and I'm looking at the difference between, you know, $22 million a year that I could probably get from the Broncos versus $30 million that I could get from the Browns, I get it. $8 million on a yearly contract is a lot of money, but like, all right, can I win a Super Bowl here? And that's at least got to be a part of the equation to me because you cannot win a Super Bowl in Cleveland. I mean, could he be the guy that turns it around? Sure. And maybe he's that ego-driven guy that thinks he can turn it around, but he knows even if I get this thing turned around, we ain't winning a Super Bowl. Probably not. Not in his tenure. These dudes know the NFL game far better than you, I, and John Q. Public do, and they know that that's not a possibility. That's not a realistic option. So I would have to assume that he's he's thinking in that mindset. Dude, another thing they're saying is A.J. McCarron to the Arizona Cardinals. So, like, as we were all sitting here going, it's going to be A.J. McCarron, and I'm one of those guys. But if he goes to Arizona and you can't even get that... Because my whole thing was, dude, I'm going to trust in Dorsey because I believe he's bringing you a veteran to play QB and going to draft one high in the draft and kind of work that system, right? And, but dude, if you can't even get A.J. McCarron to land here, now I get, dude, I'm back to Panicville then. Now I'm back to Panicville. I think Cousins is the best of what's available out there. Um, as far as like some, all right, I don't know about that. that. That's too broad of a statement. I think he's better than... Case Keenum or, you know, some of those other names that you're hearing. I think Case Keenum's a big, huge pile of fool's gold. And um, a lot of people say that about Cousins, and I I don't know. I guess one of us is going to be right. Um, And, again, I think Cousins is a B-minus, B-plus franchise guy. I don't think he's an A-plus. But the amount of A-plus guys that are out there is not many. What, Ben, Tom, Drew? They're all single-namers. You know what I mean? And so, like, those guys, yeah, but, like, there's not a ton of them. And I thought I thought Cousins was one of the best options you could have had there. 
but like they're not even giving us an like they're not even giving us the credit like where we would even be in the running. Not that they know anything, but I just thought that that was interesting. Uh, reported in the Akron Beacon Journal yesterday, um, as far as the concept of Kirk Cousins goes, um, yes, the Browns certainly a player in it, but they think far more likely to pick the number one draft pick as a quarterback and go with somebody who is less of a starter and more of a bridge to the to the you know that that first pick. Okay, that is probably more likely what will happen now. I would agree that given not the facts now. What we have in front of us now, that that is probably the more likely of the scenarios. <sighs> That's going to be a long year, if, bro. If, 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 if they don't take a quarterback at the first spot, dude, I, I, I seriously feel like there's going to be major, major issues within the fan See, base. I don't think it's a necessity with what, with what they have in, available to them. I think it, now it all depends on who you want. If you think Josh Allen's your guy, he's there at four. And so I, I, I now maybe I'm wrong, okay? And I was gonna say until he's not, and that's the whole goddamn thing, dude. Is if you think the guy is there, swing the bat and take him first. You have the first pick. Take it, dude. Throw it on the table and take it. I mean, we know the Giants kind of want to go after Rosen, the kid from UCLA. Josh Allen, by the way, is the guy who plays at Wyoming. Um. We have the first pick, Giants second, and then the third is the Colts. They want Barkley. Andrew Luck, by the way. Oh, very interesting, right? Very interesting. Andrew Luck, when did he start throwing? Yesterday. Why? New head coach has been implemented. New GM is there. All of a sudden, Andrew Luck can throw the football now. Like I was telling everybody all last year, don't buy this Andrew Luck can't throw stuff. They realize they're not winning anything. They're throwing the season away. They're looking at what they have in Jacoby Brissett, and they're letting the rest of the league look at what they have in Jacoby Brissett. They, they get their new offensive coordinator, and they get their new head coach. Surprise! Andrew Luck can throw the football. I'm telling you, dude. The Colts, they're going to, so they're taking Barkley at three. So then by that math, we know who everybody's taking. Now, if you trade the first pick and somebody takes Allen one, then you got a problem. But I think if you control where the pick goes, I don't think trading the first pick is necessarily crazy if Allen's your guy and you can get him at four. I don't think it's crazy. But I will, I will agree with Fantone that the risk is a little high, much like sending my kids back to school today. I probably could do it, but the risk is, I don't know. So maybe you get the bat off your shoulder, and maybe you take Josh Allen at one. I don't know. But I, I don't think it's a necessity if, you, if he's your guy and you think you can get him at four. But it is a, it is a gamble. There is no doubt about that. Um, you sent me this this morning, and I had not read it until just now. But apparently a man jumped off the top floor of the parking deck. This was, what, Tuesday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, a 30-year-old man jumped from the, from the five-story parking deck between Cleveland Avenue Northwest and Market across from, the Huni- uh, across from Huntington Bank okay. Okay. around 10 to 1 yesterday. Wow. The man was taken to a, an area hospital, uh, continued to investigate the incident. They are, um, they are saying that they believe this to be a mental health issue, which I would imagine so. I don't Fair. think anybody mentally healthy climbs to the top of a parking deck and then leaps off of it. Yeah. I would have to imagine mental health a part of it. I have not heard if this person has passed away or not, but I would have to assume that's a very, very serious fight for your life situation. I mean, dude, five stories. I was worried five stories wouldn't be high enough. Uh, 
that I think so. I, think I don't. I mean, I don't know the math on it. Two stories, yeah, you're probably right. Five stories, I mean. So two stories, I'm cracking ankles. Yeah, you're breaking bones. Yeah, you know. But I, I, I mean, honestly, I'd probably say you could die off of two stories. But dude, I mean, we're talking 50, 50 plus feet up there, man. That's a tough fall. I want everybody to stay alive. Okay, just let me preface this by that. But imagine choosing this method to end your life and it doesn't happen like the the injuries you could sustain of jumping off a building that high if you live like oh man like that's a serious amount of pain i hope that guy if he survives if he had survived i haven't heard yet um but if he had i hope they ha- they i hope they end up finding him the help that he needs people should not jump off the buildings that is a, not a safe practice there's a youth baseball team in missouri doing something that i can't believe is happening we'll give you that next on rock 1069 the stansberry show i have got to get in on this rock 1069 show rock 1069 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. I'm laughing because these Twitter trolls just won't stop. It's so funny, dude. It's so funny. Dude, start a podcast and beat the show. That's what I'm going to tell everybody all these days. Dude, you can do this so much better than me. Start a podcast, take it down. But you know what will happen? You'll flame out inside of 30 days. You'll realize you don't have what it takes, and you'll stop. And you'll turn the radio back on, and you'll realize why I'm in here and why you do whatever the hell it is you do. Meanwhile, the guy's like, you know, I don't even know who you are. So it's like, well, if I take the time to screenshot the tweets from yesterday where you're telling me you've been listening to me for 10 years, I mean, you don't even remember what you said yesterday. I, I love the people who like, I don't even know who you are. Why do you care what I think then? Why do you care what I say? What, right. are, we, what, are, we, what are we talking then about? Why are you then? trolling what, what, me? What are, what, are we, what are we doing? Why are you trolling me? Then? It's just so funny to me, dude, because like they think they're triggering me and they're not. It's just like, dude, I got 12 segments to fill. So some moron doing something hilarious so the rest of us can laugh at you. Yeah, dude, I'll waste some time on you for that. But once I ch- once I punch out at 11.15 and get in my car and go home, dude, I completely forget you exist, troll. That's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. It's just so funny to me, dude, that you can take screen grabs where the guy's like, why are you getting so mad? I love you. I've been listening for 10 plus years. And now today it's he's never heard of me. It's hilarious. But, dude, this is what social media does, dude. It just gives morons the ability just to scream from the cheap seats. And that's why, dude, a lot of people get really upset with it. But I'm choosing to find it funny today. There's something happening. I was made aware of this from Fox 12, which is a uh, news outlet in Oregon where I once lived. And so I still follow their their news story, you know, their news sites out there because, you know, you'll hear about some things that maybe you won't other places. You know, it's just the way it goes. And I haven't seen this many other places, but apparently a Missouri youth baseball team is going to do a raffle. You know how they do this stuff like, hey, we need new uniforms. Hey, we need new bases, right? Yeah. And so they'll do like raffles and they'll do like bake sales and the like. Mm-hmm. And so this uh, youth baseball team in Missouri going to do a raffle, raise some ducats for some uniforms. And this of all weeks seems like a very strange week. To announce that you're going to do this, but they are going to be raffling off an AR-15. Coach Levi Patterson told the Kansas City Star the fundraiser for the third grade team in Missouri has been planned before last week's shooting in Parkland, Florida. That's fine. You can plan it whenever you want. But anytime something new happens, you go, okay, well, how do we adjust? How do we move forward from here? And I think going forward with this right now is a little bit in bad taste. Now, I don't live in Missouri, so I don't care. 
You know what I mean? Like, my kid doesn't play baseball in this league, so I'm not going to be one of the, you got to stop. But I will say that, dude, as a guy who lives in Ohio, doesn't have a dog in this fight, it seems crazy. Hey, I was going to say, if this was if this was the North Canton baseball team, would it change your opinion on anything? A little, you yeah. Think so? Yeah, I think my, I, well, because I also think that my opinion is more valid for this community as a spokesperson for said community. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a major issue with this. I agree that it's like not, I guess it's a little bit tone deaf, but like, I don't think it, I don't think that being here, there, anywhere else would necessarily make a difference to me in this. Like all kind of, you know, I would feel differently. He says uh, his heart breaks for the shooting victims, but said gun raffles have been going on for years. He also said none of the children on the team would be forced to sell raffle tickets. Players selling tickets range in ages from seven to nine. Even that, like having a kid have to tell somebody what they're buying a ticket for. And, 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 and you can say, well, the kids aren't forced to do it. But yeah, they are. By being on the team, they feel obligated to. There will be inherent peer pressure. Yeah, that you, just I mean, what do you do? Not do it. Um, the weapon is being offered up by a player's father who is a co-founder of a local gun store. And the winner must pass a background check before they'll do it. Of course. We like that. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, I don't really have a problem with you owning an AR-15. And if I'm going to be completely honest, given the fact that the gun is in the news all day, every day again, you know what one of my most, one of the most common thoughts I've had in my mind all week is, dude, I kind of want to go get one of those before I can't anymore. I don't know why. I don't really. Dude, my buddy's got two. And, dude, he's got a bunch of land, lives out in the middle of nowhere. We shoot him in his backyard all the time, right? And they're fun. They, You know what I mean? They kind of do that. Good stress release. But for me, it was like never something I'm like, yeah, dude, I want one of those. Do you, do you, are you genuinely concerned that that will no longer be an option for you to buy an AR-15? Yes. Okay. I, I am. I am and, and concern's the wrong word. Do I think that there will come a time where we will, will remove that as something that people can buy? Yes. I believe we will get there. I don't know how soon. I won't ballpark that or whatever. But I think we're going to see movement on gun control and restrictions of guns faster than most people think we're going to and um, faster than a lot of people would like. And I would agree that not all, you know, that you can't just make it about the type of gun used. You got to look at all the other factors. But there has been a there has been my most common thought since Parkland happened is maybe I should get one of those before you're not allowed anymore. Like and, and then let's examine where that thought comes from. Right. Because I'm admitting full on that I'm a pro-gun person. I have a handgun in my house right now. In full disclosure, there's a handgun in my house right now, right? And so I'm all for home protection. I'm all for hunters. I'm all for all this stuff, right? And, uh, you know, you start talking other stuff. I don't know. I got to, like, play everything out case by case. It's a longer conversation than what I have time for right now. But let's examine what my thought process is, which is you're going to take this away from me. I can feel it coming. So let me get it before you do. Now, I'm a casual firearm person. Now, make me a gun like enthusiast is what I'll say, because there's nothing wrong with being an enthusiast about things, right? I don't want to call you a gun nut, because that sounds like I'm trying to like condemn you for your passion. You know what I mean? Where it's like, dude, I could kill somebody with a seven iron pretty easily. I don't want you taking my golf clubs away from me. You understand what I'm saying? But like, so if you're me and this, this, all this topic of conversation is making me go, geez, maybe I should get one of these in the house before I can't anymore. What's it doing to people who are legitimately gun people? Like I'm just on the fringe. So like, are people going to be doubling down and going to get more of these? I have to imagine yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. I can only imagine that bump stock sales today are through the roof. Going to fly I mean, off th- the th- Through the roof at this point. So, like, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to argue that you know, it, it, with all the with all the media attention, and a big part of the reason why these guns are used so frequently in these shootings is that it's one of the most common guns in the country. It's one of the best selling guns every single year. So I can't necessarily. It's like saying like, well, golden retrievers are the leading dogs when it comes to bites. Well, it's like, well, of course they are because they're the most common dog in the country. You know what I mean? So like, I guess I just have to like factor that into where you know it's a per capita thing essentially. I'm being asked if my. My opinion would change if they were raffling off a pistol and or shotgun. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't think it does. I would also have my eyebrow raised like the rock. If somebody told me we were raffling off axes, I'd be like, what? Why? I mean, it's not, Why? it's not going to a kid. I, if, 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 you know, it's fair point. If, if your if your school does like a, you know, Hey, we're going to do a night at the races to raise money or a night at the casino to raise money for the, for the, you know, for the football team. Sure. It's not kids going and gambling there and everyone's okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a very commonplace thing for schools to do fundraisers like that. Agreed. It's my kid selling the ticket for a weapon. It, it, I feel strange about that. If, 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 it, you know, there's, there's, I just think there's plenty of things where it's like, well, well, it's not for the child. Therefore, you know, if, if you did a wine basket, I think you're okay. <sighs> that is interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they do like a, hey, here's a gift certificate to TD Easton Tailgate. Well, I can go spend it all on beer. Well, yeah, but your kid's not doing that, right? Oh, that's really interesting. The wine basket's the better argument. Because you're right in the sense, because a kid can go in and get a you know plate of chicken fingers or whatever. Sure, I mean, but like the wine basket's the definitely the better argument, and you're right because those are both things I don't want in the hands of children. But yet, if you were going to raffle off a bottle of wine, I'd be like, so what? Yeah, whatever, who cares? Right? Wow. That's I, interesting. I, I, I wouldn't be a part of this. Like, if this is me as the coach. I'm not doing this. If this is me as the parent, I don't necessarily want my kid doing this. But I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with this. I genuinely don't. And I understand. Well, hey, this just happened. But if you're gonna do a gun, a gun giveaway, there's literally always going to be a hey. Well, this just happened because there's a shooting every uh, every other minute. You know what I'm saying? What are you gonna do? Never give a gun away? Well, that's the other thing here too. Is that again I, more the what 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 caused concern for me was is that. I wouldn't want to be the guy holding the bag on the raffle right now. Not necessarily you shouldn't raffle off the gun. I do think it's weird. I think it's weird to 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 relate guns and schools on some level like that. It's just strange. I guess East Canton raffled off a shotgun this year for school sports. Somebody's telling me. Again, I just think it's strange. I'm not sure I would want my kids selling tickets for that. There's a business owner here locally in Canton, Ohio, who's wrote in, and um, he, re- he wishes to remain nameless in this particular thing. And I wish I could give his business some credit because Fantone's actually been a patron of said business and has spoken very highly on it but he writes in and says since the other day i acquired two more ars and another sidearm i am not a gun nut as you're saying and again i don't want to call people gun nuts gun enthusiasts i like better he says but i like to be prepared just in case something does happen because you never know man says stuff like that i can't post on facebook by the way the show's fantastic today we appreciate that we uh we appreciate that and uh we are both big fans of your business but i understand you wanting to remain nameless while saying you picked up two more ars i do understand that because people are going to freak out and they're going to they're going to be negative about it. I mean, like I said, it's the most common gun and one of the most common guns in the country. So if you don't think that people you know have AR-15s, you're 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 delusional, like you are. Um, no, I, like I said, my buddy's got two of them. Which, by the way, let me dispel the myth. It took us hours, hours in the store to buy those guns. 
hours. I was legitimately like, this was a year and a half ago. And I was like a little kid whose mom drags him into like, you know, Michael's Arts and Crafts. Like, Mom, where are we going to go home? I'm so bored. It took forever. Ever to buy those AR-15s. That 10-minute thing is a total and utter myth. Maybe it can happen. Maybe it can happen in certain places and people, you know, slack on their job responsibilities. And this. Maybe it can happen. I'm just telling you as a guy, I stood there in line and complained for two plus hours about how long that took. That whole thing, I believe, is ultimately a myth. Your shot at a 2018 trip to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is right now. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Awards now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. What's going on, guys? You got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. They're doing their job fair this afternoon at Wakeham Ford from 3 to 7 in the afternoon. If you're unaware... Wakeham Ford can be found on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's on West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. You can also find out some more info at Wakeham.com. That website is W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Today at Wakeham Ford from 3 to 7 in the afternoon for the job fair, Wakeham. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. A gun person reached out to me during the break and said, uh, I heard your take on AR-15s and how long it took your buddy to buy two. He's like, if you, he's like, did he have a CCW? And my friend does not. He goes, well, if you have your concealed carry permit already, it does speed up the process. He's like, because you've been background checked already, because they've kind of looked into you. He's like, so the process speeds up. I was like, okay, well, that I can live with. Like, I can I can live with a, with a faster sale if somebody's already been cleared. But, like, this whole you can just walk in off the street, never been in a gun store before, whip out your credit card, buy a gun inside 10 minutes. It's just not true. You could go to a private seller, right? Like, I could just buy one from somebody. I don't know as much about, like, gun shows and those kinds of things. I have not had as much experience. Yeah, I think if you're just selling individual firearms, if you're not a store, you can sell however you see fit. That's uh, that's a little... I'm not sure I love that. Okay, I don't want to call it names or whatever, but I'm not sure I love that. Uh, people have been uh, so Chad writes in and tells me Harrison Central wrestlers have been doing gun bushes, uh, you know, um, I, I guess gun raffles for years. They raise thousands of dollars every year for the wrestling team. They probably give away a dozen or more guns at the event. It's an excellent fundraiser, a lot of money raised. Can't resist a chance to win a six hundred dollar gun for twenty bucks. Okay, again, yeah, if you are a gun person and you can get a six hundred dollar value for a twenty dollar ticket, I'm sure, dude. If you offer me six hundred dollars worth of golf clubs and it cost me a twenty dollar ticket, I'm going to take a gamble at that. I totally understand the desire for you to enter the raffle. I get it. I totally understand it. And ultimately, I'm not, you guys know me. I'm not one of those, we got to stop doing stuff. I'm not one of those. But if it were me and I was running the raffle, I would go, you know what? This to me feels that we were talking about a school in Missouri that's raffling off an AR-15 this week. Let me tell you what my concern is. And it's, and it's for the people in that community and the guy raffling off the gun and the guy who owns the store who loans, you know, that, that gave up the gun. This to me feels like you are tempting your chickens to come home to roost. It feels like that. And what's the topic of conversation going to be if that particular gun that you raffled off is then used for something like this? Are you going to feel differently then? My guess is that you would. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I, I certainly do not mean to wish this evil upon anyone. I, I, but like, would you feel the same way if you were Parkland? You know what I'm saying? Would you still be fighting for that if right. Parkland was the it was the city next door? Would you still be fighting for that? I don't know. So I guess there is a little bit of like, 
I, I mean, I don't want to say like this lacks empathy, but there is a little bit of me that's like, well, it's easy to say when it's not your kids. You know what I a mean? When bit. it's not your kids yeah. dead in the hallway, it's very easy to like be like, oh, yeah, well, it's fine. We can do this. I think I think this entire community would have a much different opinion on this if this, you know, if, if a tragedy like that were to hit close to home for them. Okay. Again, now just got this and a guy says, please don't pass out my name and I will not. Obviously, he says, but I bought an AR yesterday because they've been all over the news. I've had my CCW for years. It still took me an hour and a half to buy the gun yesterday. Okay, there you go. Do you feel like an hour and a half is enough time? I mean, like, do you feel like... Dude, if you're being screened and background checked and all that kind of stuff, then yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I don't... I don't know why we get like all hopped up on how fast you can do it. I think a part of it is is that like well with like a twenty four to forty eight hour waiting period, if you were going to make an impulsive like, hey, I'm going to go cool do this down? right now, yeah. I would, as an intelligent person who believes you should be able to own weapons, I would admit that I have a hard time arguing against a cool down period. I have a hard time arguing against that. Not that there couldn't be solid arguments on that side, and maybe you could convince me, but as I'm sitting here right now just kind of thinking of it off the top of my head, I would have a hard time arguing that away. And that, again, but I believe in you got to meet people in the middle. You got to, like, you know what I mean? What, what, what have I been saying for three days? You got to give to get. And uh, so I, I like being kind of in the middle and, like, figuring this stuff out and be like, all right, well, yeah, I can meet you there, but how about you got to give me this and we'll give you this, but you got to give me this. Um, somebody else here says, I live in Jackson. My daughter goes to Jackson. I own multiple firearms. This is on parents. Pay attention to your children. We need to recognize their cries for help. We also need to recognize, recognize them smuggling a rifle out the door. Pay attention to your kids, please. Now, hold on. I'm going to address this because Parkland happened by an 18 year old person buying a gun legally was not a parent's gun. And what happened in Jackson, we believe was handgun, not AR 15. So again, what's happening here is we are combining stories, which is how misinformation happens. Well, I, that middle schooler yesterday did not buy that gun, correct? I, as far as I know, I would think not. Okay, but I'm not sure it was a rifle either. We have not, as far as I know, I've been looking all morning. I haven't seen it. Um, Somewhere along there, though, there is like, you know, I'm sure the parent who, 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 you know, the parent of the of the situation yesterday, um, I'm sure they thought, hey, I'm a responsible gun owner. Like, I am. I'm a responsible gun owner. And then this, you know. Guys, they're called mistakes for a reason, right? Like, this is, so what, I'm, what I mean is, is that everybody thinks, it's like what Mike Tyson said about having a plan to come in the ring to fight him, right? Everybody thinks they have a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And I think everybody thinks they're a responsible gun owner until their kid sneaks it out of their house. You know what I mean? Okay. I revered my father. Still do. Plenty of this show's about him. Constantly. Some of it so much that a lot of you complain about it. Well, suck it up. Here comes more. My father was a hunter. Was a primarily a bow hunter. Felt like shooting deer with guns was kind of sissy. But he was a bow hunter. But he had a shotgun in the house. He was a responsible gun owner, if you were to ask him. And yet, one time... While both my parents at work, my friend Jeff Regula and I both found ourselves in the basement with my dad's shotgun with it pumped, both of us being afraid to pull the trigger because what if it was loaded and what if we hit the wall? What if it ricochets? What if this happens? What if this happens? My parents were responsible people, but you know what they had? They had children. 
And mo- children, you know what children are? They're criminals. You know why criminals get away with crimes? There's more incentive to get away than there is to get to, 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 than there is to catch them. So you can be responsible unless it's locked up. And even in a combination, your kid can get into. I mean, there's a lot of things here. I, I understand the parenting issue. I understand the, the you know the discipline issue and the God issue. And we took God out of school, so look what happened. But if you think just smacking your kid more and then reciting Leviticus to him is what helps all of this go away. I disagree that that would absolve us of all these sins, that I would think it's a component. Yes, parenting is obviously a component, but here's an interesting thing, and I hope I don't get myself in trouble here, but I said this to Fantone this morning. Don't you think it's interesting that we're told that African-Americans commit a larger portion of the crimes in this country, even per capita? And that they come from single parent homes, and that's why a lot of the problems are in the African American community. Why is it Compton High School never gets shot up? My guess is that there's more guns in Compton than there is in North Canton. Why is Compton High School not going through this? Now, I could be speaking way, way, way out of turn here, okay? But this to me feels like an affluent problem. I mean, what was Columbine like in 1999? I would imagine predominantly white. Why does this seem to be a white middle to upper class problem? If there's so much crime in the African-American community and oh, they got to own their side of the street, Chicago, if that's the case, then why isn't this happening in schools in the hood where I'm told that guns are on the street corners and being sold in, in you know, on the playgrounds and all this stuff? Why isn't it those schools? Why is it Jackson? Why is it Parkland? Why is it Cumberland? You know, uh, Columbine, Sandy Hook. Look at where this stuff happens. Now, I'm not blaming a race for. I'm not blaming the white race for it. But I'm saying it does seem to be a privileged. I've been told I deserve all this stuff, and I'm told that I'm special. It does seem to be kind of bubbling from that. From the, from, from, the, from the lesser of the consequence of life lived sections of society. Now, again, I could be speaking way out of turn. I do, obviously don't have the FBI.gov numbers right in front of me. But I think it's interesting that crime-ridden neighborhoods don't seem to have massive school shootings. I think that's interesting, and there's something going on in that. And I hope somebody smarter than me does a study on it, and we can find out what the hell's going on. But I think it's interesting Compton High School is never on the news for this happening. I really do. I think there's. I think that says something about what's happening. I don't know what it says. I won't even claim to know what it says. But it definitely gives us an insight on something that is a component in what's happening here. We will close out the program next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet, but- iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. She'll give you your next keyword at 11 a.m. Just another reminder, Bon Jovi takes over Rock 106.9 tonight, 10 o'clock. They'll be uh, playing live, answering some questions, doing that kind of thing, a little interview slash play session. Uh, iHeartRadio taking care of that for you. That'll be 10 o'clock this evening on Rock 106.9. I want to thank the audience who uh, sent me an article where they are claiming now 
that the gun used yesterday in Jackson is being described as a long gun, which I would assume then meant not handgun, as I had previously thought. Um, and again, I was using what I like to call barroom logic to, to form my opinion in the sense that I just felt like it would be harder for a self-inflicted gunshot wound to happen via long rifle versus handgun. But we're, uh, I'm being told that, that, in fact, it was a long gun used. They have not clarified what that means or what model or what happens with that. Um, and again, Dwayne writes in and says, Hey, man, I heard your take on the schools targeted for these kinds of problems, the mass shootings and the like. He goes, I wonder if this is happening so often you're not hearing the reports of some of these other schools. Does the nation maybe care less if a school shooting happens in the hood um, versus, you know, in South, you know, L.A. or Compton. Like I was using that, you know, Compton is the example because we all know it because N.W.A. But like I'm always told, oh, more crime in that development, you know, and then hey, we're all even disproportionately and, you know, all this stuff that people want to argue and they don't really know. Um, and I thought it was interesting that you don't see a lot of this stuff, mass shootings in, in high school. So my my response to Dwayne would be. Yeah, I think one, two student shot, maybe it doesn't make the news. You talk mass shooting, though, that's probably going to be news, and it just does not seem to affect those schools. I'm, I'm just trying to think if I can come up with a non-white male school shooter, and I don't think I can. I, I, I mean, I guess if I, you know, if I did the research, but like just looking back oh, on I'm the sure ones I one. looking back on the ones I remember, and like, I mean, you know, and I think there needs to be at least somewhat of a difference between like, did you go in there and intend to shoot one person, or did you go in there intending to shoot everyone? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, it just there's sure. there's going to be some I'm with that. there's going to be some gray areas there. But when it comes to like the the school shootings that we all think of as school shootings, I don't know if I can come up with with well, one. I mean, I was going to say, let's play this game. Okay. Hypothetically, this happens three days from now. In your mind, before you see the shooter, what's he going to look like? We all know. What in your mind, you'll have it laid out. Yeah. Like, remember the DC like freeway shooter guy? When they put that guy's picture on TV and it wasn't a white dude, everybody went, "Oh my god!" Because you just assumed that that was you just assumed of the, what that was going to be. You want to know what the deadliest shooting in American history in a school? When it happened, 1927. The wow. Bath School disaster in Bath Township, Michigan happened in 1927. 44 killed, 58 injured. Dude, this, this, wow, 44? In, in 1927. Now, this is from Wikipedia, so I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could, you know, but I mean, in, in, in God, Parkland. Damn, dude, dude, the bump stocks have been out there a while, huh? In Parkland, 17. 17 dead. I, I don't think that the bump stock was used in... in in that crime, I'm, I'm making the point of that that a lot of gun owners are going to want to make that it's like, see, this is really isn't about this. Um, it's not about that. Cause I, I mean, what that guy used, I mean, or what that person used. I do not, I, I do not know. But 1927, the Bath School disaster is listed as the deadliest. Bath Township, Michigan. You're saying, yeah, is, okay. is the deadliest American school shooting. There's another thing that happens with uh, with guns, not only guns in this country, but I do want to make you aware of this. As tomorrow at nine o'clock, we're going to be joined by somebody. Um, I've been reached out to by a couple of veterans groups. One of them is Save 22. For those of you that don't know, they claim, they're, not that they claim, they say that um, in this country that 22 veterans a day take their lives. 
that they commit suicide. So a guy named Albert who works with Save 22 has reached out and was like, dude, you, you are are very good on a lot of these military issues and we like having somebody that respects us. He's like, I would love to be able to talk to you about some of this. Awesome. And um, he'll be in studio tomorrow with us tomorrow at 9 o'clock. We're going to block out two segments in the 9 o'clock hour, give Albert and Save 22 a little time to educate me, Fantone, and the rest of you on some of the stuff that's going on. Um, if you have served this country and, and you feel so lost when you get home that taking your life is your answer, that I hate that. And that um, I, I feel, feel like I need to do whatever I possibly can to help that not be a reality for veterans, at least here locally. Um, and, if, you know, obviously people listen worldwide via iHeartRadio. So I, I mean, I just feel like we can do something positive. And so much of what happens in this room can be negative and, you know, be bringing people down and, oh my God, you're sexist, and all this other stuff. That if I can help people, in that regard, I want to do that because 22 people a day that have served this country is way, way too many. One would be too many. So Albert Wooden will join us tomorrow from Save 22. He'll be on loan with us tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Teresa will send you to the iHeartRadio Music Awards. She will do that at 11 o'clock this morning on Rock 106.9. We're done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.